Hello and welcome to the Creators Club podcast, a regular series featuring talks from our guest presenters, recorded live at the Creators Club monthly Inspire sessions. In this episode, Kristina Matejova tells us about her experience of setting up her own business and how five years later she is running a successful and self-sufficient massage and therapy business. Christine is an expert in helping people think clearly about decisions and will inspire us with her plans for the future. All right. Hello, everyone. I hope you can hear me at the back. Okay, let me know if you can't, if you lose me. Um, so I'm Christina mendez Matiova. I'm not a public speaker. This is my first gig ever, and I'm being really brave right now, conquering my phobia of public speaking, so please be patient with me. Um, apologies for the barefoot, but since I'm pregnant, I absolutely ignore any social conventions, um, and people don't even raise an eyebrow, so I might use that excuse later as well. So first of all, thank you very much for coming. You've already been really brave, braving that heat on the public transport coming here. So I don't even know if you need this, you know, I'm just gonna go home. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for coming. I will start by just telling you a little bit about myself and then we'll just go straight in there in my brave decisions. So, um, see if that works, here we go. Um, I come from Czech Republic, and before I came to this country, I already changed jobs a couple of times, going from waitress to being a stable girl. Um, and then I decided, oh, let's learn English in a different country when I know no one, don't know anything of the culture, um, and don't really speak the language either, and look after children that I have no experience with. Um, so here I was, being an au pair. Um, four years later, I decided I'd better move on and do something with my life, became a police officer. Um, after that, I jumped off the cliff and became a business woman uh, with no expertise in business or the subject I chose to be a businesswoman in. Also, during that life, I got married in Ecuador. I shaved my head and I've made many other brave decisions um, that I'm not going to go into because we would be here forever. Um, but the kind of really big three areas I'd like to cover today are relationships, business, and life. And um, when it comes to relationships, that was quite a big one. I got married quite young, I was about 25. I got married despite the fact I never wanted to get married in my life because um, my boyfriend at the time needed visa, he was illegal here, and I was about to join the police. Not a good combination. Um, and I was really in love. I really, really loved him. And I was quite naive thinking that love will resolve all the problems. Uh, so here I was in Ecuador on my own, not speaking the language, and they didn't speak the language either, in a little village in the mountains, getting married in Spanish. It was a wonderful experience. I loved it. No regrets. But a few years later, I realized I got to a point in a relationship where I was either going to live mediocre life, um, full of compromises, or I'm gonna be free to do what I need to do and be who I need to be. And it was really, really painful decision to make because I really loved uh, my husband. So when it got to the decision, I made a decision a year before I left him, and it took me a year to deal with the pain. And it was incredible pain, bone-crushing pain, it's like your bones are crushed to dust. 
and get collected in your chest in this whirlpool of black hole that sucks it in and crushes you completely. Um, and I had to be brave. I had to be brave enough to face this pain and leave anyway, or face life of boredom and lost soul. Like I would lose myself in, in, in the life and I wasn't prepared to do that. So that was my really, really big brave decision to make and I made it and I left him. And what it brought uh, was something I didn't expect and that was complete change of life. Like everything opened. I started to learn things I never dreamt of. I started to do things I never dreamt of doing. Um, met lots of new people and just became a person I never dreamt of being. Um, so I never regretted leaving him, even though like two years later after separation, I found out he had cancer and I decided to look after him um, until the day he died. I was there when he breathed his last breath. And even at that point, I did not regret my decision. I knew it was right uh, and that my life uh, was becoming what it was meant to be. That kind of takes us um, to my second brave decision. Um, and it was business. So as I already said, um, I was an au pair and then I became a police officer and that was amazing. You know, like you go from basically just looking after a couple of children to have amazing adventures, racing cars and blue lights and later on being a detective, you know, investigating some wonderful, interesting cases. And I really loved my job and I've done it for quite a few years, about five, six years. Um, but again, um, I achieved everything I wanted to achieve there. I became a detective. And then it came to a point uh, when the Olympics came in and we were doing six day weeks, 14 hour shifts, no annual leave for six months. And the Tory government came in at the same time, taking lots of our resources away. And I wasn't able to do the job the way I used to. I wasn't able to deliver the service the way I used to. And it became so destroying. Um, and again, I, it, it was a one minute decision when I got a phone call that upset me and I was just like, okay, 200 days now from now, I quit. Happened to be around my birthday, it's like, well, that's a sign, it must be it. And I did quit, you know, and it was scary because I had a secure job that I did enjoy most of the time. I worked with people I loved, I loved helping people in that way. And, you know, my rent was paid, food was on a table, I had money to go on holidays. Um, and here I was going into business I had no clue about. You know, I literally just qualified in massage um, and I just jumped. You know, I had no experience in massage, I had no experience in business, I had no help from anywhere or anyone. Just while I gave notice, I, um, in that month, I set up my website, set up my business with HMRC, I set up my business account, printed my business cards and leaflets, my CVs, and just went for it. Not necessarily something I would always recommend to everyone, okay? Uh, I had no mortgage, no kids, no husband, okay? It was a slightly different situation than most people, and I will cover that later. Um, but I did it. I was out there handing out CVs, I got spa jobs almost immediately, and then just grew from there. You know, again, uh, I had to make a decision of working alone in a clinic uh, without anyone bringing me clients, anyone helping me. Um, and I grew from there. And five years later, I have self-sustained business that pays all my bills. Um, 
doing work that I love, working with clients um, on one-to-one -one basis that I really enjoy. And yeah, it's been tough as well. There have been lots of mistakes made and I'm going to be brave and share them with you. So hopefully, especially those who are just starting, will not be making the same mistakes as me. Uh, I mean, it's great to learn from your mistakes, but it's even greater to learn from someone else's. So I think the biggest mistake I've made, and for some time I was quite ashamed about it, actually, and it took me a couple of years to let go of that shame, and it was making bad financial decisions. So I took a loan to start with, and then misused my credit cards through some bad financial advice, but I ended up in quite big debt um, that now is managed, but I'm still in it, you know, and um, it created quite a difficult situation in my business as well. And so my advice would be, if you're borrowing money from banks, don't be as naive as me when projecting how successful you're going to be in a very short space of time. Take into account that if you're running your own business, What's likely to happen is someone's going to be quieter than others. In a quieter month, will you still be able to cover all the payments of the loans and the credit cards? You know, when you first take a credit card, it's like, oh, it's free for a year. Yeah, but then it isn't. <laughs> and then it gets very expensive. So, you know, getting some financial advice before you even start, some good financial advice before you start from someone you actually really trust, not just someone who says they expert, because that's where I went wrong, that can really help you to prevent you from falling before you even started. Because, you know, when you have financial worries, it kind of puts a damper on everything, no matter how you enjoy your life. If you're struggling to pay your rent, uh, it's hard to enjoy what you're actually doing. So that was quite a big one. Another one was accounting. <laughs> I um, took advice and had an accountant that I was paying quite a bit of money to, considering I'm just self-employed, providing services, there's no VAT involved, nothing complicated, it's not a company, I'm just one person. It took me three years to realize I could just do the job myself in a half an hour for free. <laughs> you know, I don't have to pay myself. So uh, again, another advice, if you just start in business, your accounting is not complicated, don't bother going to accountants. It's really simple, as long as you keep your books, you check your accounts, you just enter the information online. Uh, if you have problem, you give them a call. They're really helpful and they advise you on what kind of information they're looking for. You don't have to even separate different enter different categories. It's like all, you know, if you earn under 80 grand, you just enter, I earn this much and I spend this much and that's it. Simples. So that's big takeaway that I, you know, I'd like to give you because that cost me quite a bit of money for nothing. Um, another one. Another mistake I made repeatedly, uh, as if I couldn't learn, printing too many leaflets and cards. You know, as I've been going through the business, I was taking a, probably a course a year. I kept learning new stuff, kept adding to my skills, uh, kept changing the information on the leaflets. You know, either it was locations or you know, the added skills or prices, you know, as I was raising in value, <laughs> um, uh, I was also changing the prices. So. I would print 1,000 leaflets, and I still have probably about 800 of those somewhere in a cupboard, and then about 600 of the next lot, and about you know another amount of that next lot. As I said, I wasn't learning quick enough. Um, and it's really tempting when you look at the prices. It's like, oh, 1,000 leaflets, it's so much cheaper per item. 
Yeah, but it depends on your marketing. What are you planning to do with those leaflets? Are you going to be leafletting all those streets around you? Uh, I wasn't. You know, I tried once and I was like, no, it's not a job for me. Um, so unless you know exactly what you're going to do with the number of leaflets, don't bother. Save the trees. Save your money. And just start with smaller numbers and see how it goes, especially if you think that information is going to change within the next six months or so. The leaflets really don't go as fast as expected. Another money waster for me personally was Google ads, Facebook ads, and magazine ads. Try them all, none of them worked. Literally zero clients from all three, despite quite high number of investment that I was uh, putting into it and following all those, you know, uh, all this advice of different coaches and stuff. And it just didn't feel right for my business. So before you go for you know, advertising, paying for it, make sure it's right for you and it's really going to bring your clients. Like most of my clients are word of mouth. You know, if you're good, your business will sell itself. I already mentioned naivety. Um, I think what I was also naive about was the amount of discipline uh, that running your business takes. I, I always considered myself like, you know, organized and straightforward and disciplined. I was very wrong. Um, <laughs> motivating yourself, you know, you have no boss telling you what to do. You can get up whenever you want in the morning, you know, unless you have clients. You have no one unless the HMRC calls you like, you know, you were due months ago with your accounting and stuff. So, you know, you have to really keep tap something and keep yourself motivated in ways that I didn't expect. And what I've learned was that unless you have that inner driver, something that really comes from within and drives you forward, even through the tasks that are not very enjoyable, you're not going to go very far. And you're going to come to a halt at some point when things become difficult, when the finances are not so great. You know, it's so easy to just slip and say, and just give up. And that's actually the one thing I've learned. Like, yes, there are a few brave decisions you have to make, like to quit your job and start the business, you know, or leave the country or whatever. Like, you know, yes, that's brave. But what's even braver, it's a decision you make every day of running your business not to quit, not to give up. Because when it gets overwhelming, when it gets too much, when you're not earning the money you envisioned, um, you're not getting the clients you were hoping for. If you know it's your calling, if you know this is what you meant to do with your life, it still requires bravery not to quit, not to listen to the people who say, well, why don't you get a normal job, you know, normal, and you know, earn money the same way as everyone else does. Well, it takes bravery to tell them, because I'm meant to do this. All right, so that's what I've learned, and I've taken those leaps, and I've learned to be disciplined, and I've found my driver. And that's really what me, takes me to my last subject, and that's the big decision I had to make very recently about my life. As you might have noticed, I am expecting a baby. Um, when I found out, I was in a position where my business was stable, it was going well. Well, most of my money comes from massage. Um, and I was established and I was planning to grow it and I had plans for my life. Um, and suddenly here I am, pregnant, sing single, having to change everything in my life because I can't do massage anymore, like beyond basically end of 
next month, I won't be able to do that. So I have to rely on other aspects of my business that are still developing. Um, so I had to, what I was planning to do over five years, I have to do over two months. <laughs> um, so all this was going through my head, you know, like when I first found out, it was probably a couple of weeks in. And there was the decision, keep the baby, not keep the baby. You know, like I'm 37, there's not that much time left, you know, for the future one. Um, can I go through this despite the fact that, you know, it's going to be difficult, it's going to be challenging, um, or shall I go the easier way? And the decision was incredibly difficult, but at the same time, I've never made easier decision in my life. Uh, it's hard, kind of hard to explain, but it was, when I was connecting to my fear, um, it was all my mind could do was just throw all the negative aspects of what's going to be happening at me, uh, including the lack of sleep and all that, and 20 years of uh, just being someone else's um, personal slave, basically. Um, but then my heart was telling me, but yeah, that's exactly what you need, and it's exactly what you will love, and it's gonna work out, this is meant to be, and you already love the baby. Um, so in the end, I listened to my heart, and I was brave, and I decided to keep it, and we'll just see where that adventure will take me. But what also it made me realize was that the baby became a driver that I didn't realize I could have. Like, I was already reasonably driven, you know, I had goals that I was following, but when I became pregnant, that's just, gone to another level. Like that book I've just published, um, it took me about three years or so to write probably 20% of it and three months to write the rest of it. <laughs> Literally, I found I was pregnant, I was like, oh shit, you know, how am I going to pay for this baby? Let's finish this book, you know? And um, the same with the therapy, like, you know, I was thinking, oh, you know, I can take the coaching, the therapy to another level, but, you know, maybe next year. It's like, no, it's got to happen right now, you know, and I start to get things done and start to put things in place. I became really creative with it as well, because when you feel you have no other options, you have to find other options, you know. Like, um, so that's that's been interesting times, um, but things are actually now coming to fruit, and I'm seeing my life opening ways that... I've never expected, and for the first time in my life, I wake up in the morning, and I know whatever lies ahead, I'm doing for this baby. Like, it's visceral. It's like, I will be in pain, I will uh, suffer, I will be bored, I will do whatever I have to do to do anything for this baby and to make sure it's safe and protected and fed and looked after. And it's such a visceral feeling. It's like, it fills every cell of your body. You have no choice but to get up out of the bed and to do what needs to be done, even if it's boring accounting, even if it's leafleting those streets, you know, even whatever you don't like, you know, the part of the business you don't like doing, it doesn't feel like a chore anymore. You still don't particularly enjoy it, uh, but you feel like you have the energy to do it. And when you do things that you do enjoy, it just feels so much better. It just gets another dimension. And you just feel so alive. Well, at least I do. <laughs> so I'm not saying that you should go and get yourself a baby. Um, 
there are lots of different drivers, you know, like for some people it's God or universe, or whatever, like some kind of higher power. For some people um, it's money, for some people it's their family, their children. For some people it's just the goal itself or certain solution they focus on. Like when you look at musicians and artists, you know, writers and stuff, they often they just need to get it out of, out of them and out there. It needs to happen. That's what drives them. It just, you know, comes out. So whatever your driver is, you need to find it because that's what will keep you going through the hard times. You know, when, th when shit gets tough and when things get difficult and boring or there's not enough money or whatever, what will keep you making those brave decisions, facing your fears? Because despite, no matter how afraid you go, I'm fucking scared of what's going to happen with this, but I'm still making the decision despite of it, despite of that fear. That's what bravery is, not, be, not being afraid. It's being scared shitless and still doing things. That's kind of taking me to the conclusion of this whole thing. You'll be pleased to hear. What I'm saying is it's important to take risks, but don't be as reckless as I have been very often. And calculate the risk a little bit, you know, like think through the options. Take at least an hour. I make decisions like this. and. Most of the time it pays off because I get opportunities that lots of people let pass. But at the same time, I've made some decisions that I had learned from and realized they were really little fails that helped me grow. But, you know, if you can just really look at your situation, look at where you're at, look, you know, like, do you have to pay mortgage? Do you have children to look after? Of course, you can't just go and quit your job. You know, that'd be irresponsible. So... If you're in that kind of situation when you feel like, actually, I'm a bit stuck, I can't take that risk, well, there's other things you can do. You can start preparing for, for that time when you will be able to take that risk. You can start taking little steps. So while you're in that full-time job that you already don't like very much, you can let it pay for the courses that you need to get you the skills that you need later. That's what I did. When I was in the police for the last year, I was studying massage. You know, it paid for the course. Um, you can start gathering information about the field you're going into. Speak to the people who are already there. Learn from their mistakes. Ask them about where they gone wrong. Because success is a very personal thing. It's hard to copy. Failure is universal, right? You can learn from people's mistakes and then make your own success based on the fact that you're not going to make the same mistakes. You can then grow. You can make it quicker, easier because you've learned from where other people went wrong. Preparing for what's coming, so if you know, okay, um, I will need this amount of money for the first year of the business to cover any kind of discrepancies in you know, income, um, I'm gonna start saving for it, I'm gonna start preparing um, you know, all the content for my website, uh, I'm gonna start preparing for my leaflets and whatever I, I need. Prepare it, you know, don't, don't just, thing that's just going to arrive on a day and then, you know, you quit your job and have nothing ready and you're like, uh, where do I start now? So before you quit your job, get ready for what's coming. Educate yourself, like keep learning because nowadays life is so fast-paced and things are changing so much. We have to keep our minds up to date with what's going on. Um, it will also help you prevent Alzheimer's, so, you know, it's win-win really. What I'd say is... The biggest thing that helps you to be brave is to learn to endure pain. Okay, pain 
uh, it's a feeling. I'm not talking about you stubbing your toe, um, talking more kind of emotional pain often comes from fear. It's a feeling. It comes and goes. It's only going to stay if you hold on to it with your thoughts. If you keep thinking about what causes you pain, it will keep causing you pain. All right? So letting go of the pain, but at the same time experiencing it fully and not being scared of, um, of it you know, hurting you. It will not hurt you in any physical sense. It will not kill you. It will not destroy you. I mean, I've gone through this. I was depressed. I was suicidal. I'm still alive. Okay, it means that I've endured a lot of pain and survived it. And that's what helped me actually to become even braver because I've literally survived myself. So if you learn to endure your pain, you will find it easier to make decisions that other people find difficult. Because what usually stops us from making a decision is that fear of that pain, of the pain of failure, the pain of shame, uh, the pain of other people saying, oh, I told you so, you know, I told you you can't make it, or the pain of um, not being able to pay your bills or whatever, whatever your fear is, if you learn to deal with that pain, it becomes easier not to be afraid of it. And the last one, which is my little pet hate, is shame. I fucking hate this thing, you know? Like, it should be eradicated completely from the whole planet. It doesn't have a space in today's society. Uh, to be honest, I don't think it ever had a space. But now we're aware of it, we can let go of it. Shame will hold you back. Shame is what lots of, you know, lots of people get stopped by it. They say, oh, I can't make this decision, I can't. Uh, leave my job because if I fail, I'll be ashamed because, you know, what other people will think about me. And that's, you know, we're talking on physical level, we're talking on mental level, soul level, like, I've lost all my shame. I can proudly say I'm completely shameless. Um, I stand here metaphorically naked and thank God for that. It took therapy. It took time. It took a lot of digging and uncovering and sharing uh, to let me be comfortable with the short spouts of shame that still come up. But then I am able to deal with it immediately and not stop it, stop me from doing anything. So, for example, when the book was coming out, I mean, there's a picture of my nipple in it. Um, I was thinking like, you know, this is really intimate inside and out. This is like the pictures of pieces of my body as well as stories that are pieces of my mind, of my soul, of what of my experiences. I've never been more vulnerable and scared in my life, but at the same time I knew I need this to be out because I was writing what I needed at a time when I was experiencing these things. You know, when I was down and I needed other people to understand where I was coming from, yet I wasn't able to express it. Now I'm able to express it, I'd like to help other people to find comfort in those words, knowing that they're not alone. But for that, I need to completely open up and show what's on the inside, even the things I don't like, even the things that I used to feel ashamed of. So once I've done that, there's like, there's no shame anymore. Like, there's nothing, no one, you know, like, now you read a book, you can know everything about me, literally. So if I can do this, you can do this. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And to be honest, if you hold yourself back from the world, the world is losing out. Because every single one of you has something to offer, something no one else does. And I'm hoping that you'll be brave enough to show it, to share it, so we all can benefit from it. And this is it, really. Um, 
There we go. That's the end. Can we give Christine a big round of applause? My name is Andy Dunn. Thanks for listening to the Creators Club podcast. I hope it sparks some new thoughts or ideas. Please share it with anyone that it may help and come to one of our live events for a full Inspire Night experience. The Creators Club podcast is recorded and edited by Martin Lumsden and is a Cream Room production. If you'd like to know more about Creators Club, please go to creatorsclub.co.uk.